All right, great to have you back with us uh, live from Chase Field here in Arizona. It's Giants and Diamondbacks in Game 2. A pleasure to bring in Susan Slusser of the Chronicle. I love talking ball with her all season. Susan, how are you? I am great, Marty. How are you doing? Very well, very well. It's nice to see you as always. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying in baseball when a team wins a lot of games to say, break up the team, break up the Yankees. Well, you don't want to say that with the Giants because they may do that. Uh, he's made 64 transactions already this year. How about that to start with? Yeah, that's that. Okay, that's pretty crazy. Uh, the number of players that have appeared is, is nuts, and you know, just shy of what the Reds have used, which uh, probably not the best sign. But you know, the flurry we're seeing toward the end of the season, I don't really mind. I've seen a lot of fans saying, "Why are they?" picking up all of these guys and, you know, claiming all these kind of retreads on waivers. Well, it's not like there's a ton of guys at AAA pushing their way forward. Um, most of them are here, although I really would like to see more of Bryce Johnson, personally. But, you know, it, you might catch lightning in a bottle. And there are a few teams that are better at identifying kind of mid-career, especially pitchers. We might be seeing this with Shelby Miller, that they can help. That's one of the reasons Shelby Miller specifically signed with the Giants was – he sees all these guys, you know, sort of early 30s, trying to recapture something. They see that. So, uh, you know, they might find something with him. They might find something with Jarrell Cotton. Uh, there's no reason not to at this point. Look, there's spring training still to see, like, all the kids and to see other new guys. But I don't mind this at all. And uh, I, it, it's actually made things a little interesting. I got to say right now the bullpen's looking, by and large, as, as good as it's looked all year that's not saying much but um it's better than certainly better than it could be well you know it's funny i said yesterday when we were sitting in the dugout i said you know the giants leading after six they're 58 and two you know they they can't finish it it's interesting the bullpen is miserable as it was mid-season and giving up some leads they really can close it down which which i like but let's talk about shelby miller for a second uh he was amazing last night. Uh, the strikes, I mean, 38 out of 49, seven strikeouts out of eight outs. So what does it mean, though? What does it mean for next year that you get involved with a Shelby Miller or a Jarrell Cotton, who you know and you did a great story about this week? What does it mean for next year when you bring in people like that now and they have some success? Yeah, I mean, it certainly, look, it doesn't guarantee anybody a roster spot for next year, but it certainly puts them not just on your team's radar, but other teams. It's great for these guys, you know, if they don't wind, wind up coming back or if they get cut loose in the spring. I think teams are now seeing that these guys still have something to offer, which that's great. But look, this, this Farhan Dighty has been very clear. They are rebuilding the bullpen. Um, I think that's starting now. And there's some guys that maybe could snag one of the spots, you know, Don Leone was such an important part of last year's bullpen. He's gone. Um, I don't know how much we're going to see of Zach Littell, even though he's pitching very well at Sacramento now. Uh, but clearly he's a little bit in the doghouse. Jake McGee's gone. You know, Jose Alvarez is gone. There, there are spots that are open. And I'm sure they'll go out and get some more guys in the offseason. But there's going to be a spot or two still to be one. Uh, and the, the Giants, sorry, know what they've got with um, with some of these uh, younger players. Uh, Sacramento season still going. Uh, I think we'll probably see a few more guys. Again, the one I would really like to see, I really, you know, they talk about going younger, more athletic, faster. Bryce Johnson, man. Um, Jason Foster was telling me the other day, he thinks that Bryce Johnson will win a gold glove. 
Certainly. He's fast. He's setting um, records for stolen bases at Sacramento. I, I That's a guy I, I'm very intrigued by. If he can hit at the big league level at all, uh, he might be a, a very interesting piece next year. No, I agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I saw the numbers at Sacramento, I think 70 stolen bases or something like that. And he's a good defender, but you can't steal first base, which is the problem. But, you know, the whole thing with the Giants, you have to give people a chance. And, you know, the way we started, I mean, the 64 different players coming in. I mean, look at Lewis Brinson. I mean, he started yeah. off, you know, hitting home runs down in L.A. He's athletic. He can run a little bit. Good tagging up on the bases. And boom, six for 36, and he's gone. And that's the end of it. It's hard to do that all the time. Yeah, it is. Um, but you know what? It was good for him. It was good for the team. He made a great impression. He's a guy yeah. I could see being back on a maybe a minor league deal next year. Uh, and uh, Gabe Kapler really spoke hugely, very impressed with his leadership skills, said he spoke up in meetings, which for a new guy – uh, is really unusual. I, I I really liked him a lot, and he's another one where you know some solid work with the Giants hitting coaches. We know the abilities there. Everyone has always known the ability is there, um, and it looks like times like things were clicking. But you know, I again, it, it looks like maybe you're just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall. The Giants have a plan. They really identify guys that they go after, profiles that they like, uh, and that since that's the case. I got no problem with that. I mean, if anybody wants to uh, present minor leaguers who should be getting more of an opportunity right now, Elliot Ramos just hasn't done that much in, in repeated opportunities at the big league level. Sean Jelly, that was, you know, they really needed to get more arms. They had two bullpen games, and he looked good. They know what they have in Sean Jelly. But, you know, I, the only other one I can think of right now that really deserves to be here, I think, is Bryce Johnson. So if All anybody's right. got some other names, throw them at me. <laughs> So noted. Susan Slusser and Bright, we got you. Okay, that's your guy, Bryce Johnson. All right, we'll see We'll see if they bring him up again. I liked when he played here. It was good, and I liked the idea of the speed and all that. So, um, But they did win five in a row. Uh, you know, Colorado, they took care of them. Colorado didn't hit a lick, really. And then last night was a good win. Uh, so what's your take on this week? And, and really, I... I've said this, Susan, uh, earlier in the year. I said these last two weeks they can run the table. Maybe they can. Who knows? So what do you make of the five-game winning streak? It's better, you know, than the alternative, certainly. Yes. I think everybody would like That's to go into That's what W.C. Field said, right? WC yeah, exactly. F- yeah. <laughs> better than being in Philadelphia. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, I it, I think it gives the team a little bit more of a good feeling. I think if they can get back to – 500 or above, and they're certainly, you know, heading in that direction, which would, that that's a nice little boost for them. We've talked, Marty, about the fact that the kind of reversed years, right? Like last year, if they'd been sort of at or above 500, you go like, yeah, that seems great. What a nice year. This year, it seems like a disappointment. But uh, it would be, it would say a lot about, um, you know, certainly the fact that, you know, there's this whole, like, we're not giving up thing, even though they're out mm-hmm. of the race. I like that. Uh, and it is showing that there are some guys who are picking up the pace who had really tough years. Mike Yastrzemski is a really a, a key guy there. Uh, you know, there are starting to be kind of questions about what do they do with him for next year? You know, is he going into arbitration? Is he a potential non-tender? I say absolutely not. Uh, he's still in the plus in terms of war. In fact, I think he might be fourth among position players on the team because he brings so many other things. But he is showing signs of really kind of um, being more what he should be offensively 
lately. Uh, Brandon Crawford, whose his defense was good in the first half, but it was not at the level it was last year. He has been defensively as good as he's ever been this last couple of weeks. That's great to see. Lots of pitchers doing some of their best work. I, I mean, it's really encouraging on an individual basis for a lot of these guys. And I don't discount the importance of that. I think those kinds of things, you know, I don't think you have momentum going into the offseason, but certainly when you've got um, a little more confidence, confidence is everything in baseball. That's what everyone always says, and I do believe that. Well, I agree with you. Well, if we're going to make room for Bryce Johnson, we got to do something with Luis Gonzalez, Lamont Wade, <laughs> or Jock Peterson. So how are you going to get him on the roster? Oh, well, uh, you got to be such a pedant about this, Marty. Don't make me fun of the GM. <laughs> Now, you know, um, Luis Gonzalez is interesting. I, I talked to him at length yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was such a, you know, sort of looked like sort of one of these great, amazing sort of come up and explode onto the scene rookies when, it, you know, that magnificent May he had. I think the back thing he's had all year, um, and he, he, you know, he didn't want to use it as an excuse when I talked to him yesterday, but that definitely kind of, it certainly affected his timing, missing time and then dealing, you can imagine dealing with a lower back problem, which is a little bit of a chronic problem for him it's going to affect your swing and it's certainly going to affect your timing and i think we've seen that um so you know if he's still dealing with that maybe he's an il possibility maybe he just goes out and gets a little extra rest to start the season um but uh yeah you know what lamont wade has looked better um certainly Jack nice Peterson catch on last night yeah how about the gosh, catch he made yeah and he is not a guy that you think of hey you know spectacular outfield you know ability but that was uh, that was a difficult catch. I yep. think underrated difficult catch on the run, mm-hmm. you know, turning backwards. That was uh, really, really slick. Save the game. Game saver, absolutely yep. right there. Yep, yep, yep. Lamont Wade, Gonzalez, and Jock. Uh, we let's touch on him at least. Uh, he does lead the team in home <clears throat> in home runs. They seem to like him. Guaranteed to be back next year. How do you feel about it? I don't think anything's guaranteed. I think that there. I think he'll have some suitors. Uh, and I think probably on maybe even on more than a one-year deal. I don't know if I'm the Giants. If I go more than one year, um, you know, uh, he's certainly a streaky player. We're seeing that, but you know what you're going to get. He is in a um, in an unusual way a, a team kind of leader. Um, you know, he's he's a little off the wall. He brings a lot of lightness and and kind of goofiness, which is really welcome. And, and he's got the history of winning. This is the first year he's he's never been in the playoffs, which is extraordinary. Um, so he, I mean, he definitely, and he obviously Northern California, all of that. I I like Jack Peterson. I don't, you know, they brought back Wilmer Flores already. They talk about needing to make a lot of changes. How many guys do you bring back if you're talking about changing things? I don't know, and I don't know where he fits on that spectrum, but uh, he's been a nice fit, and I certainly could see it. I wouldn't discount it. I wouldn't say it's a guarantee at this point. I, obviously, Wilmer Flores was somebody they'd really targeted and prioritized, uh, and I'm not surprised because I think we all know at this point how much Gabe Kapler loves Wilmer Flores, which nobody blames him, but it's very funny. He's just like, oh, like at this point, we kind of like joke with him about it. He's like, yeah, you don't have to get me to rave about Wilmer Flores. I'll always do that. So I kind of had a feeling that he was going to be back. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, a lot of the older players uh, and a lot of the guys that have had subpar years, and obviously I'm subtracting somebody like Brandon Crawford, but um, I think we're a little bit on the bubble, and they're going to have some interesting decisions to make. Yeah, at least uh, they're ending the season in a positive way, which I, I always like to see. Uh, you want you want positive feelings. I'll tell you the one I like, 
and I think he should be playing all the time now and at third base, and that's David Villar. Um, Susan, last night he hit a laser. I mean, a laser shot out of this place uh, for a home run. I like him at third base. He made a couple of errors in Colorado, but I think he's got a chance. I really do. I I, I would rather see him at third base, honestly, than I know you like Longoria, and we both have I talked love about it. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I, boy, I'll tell you something. I want to see at bats for David Villar at third base. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I certainly am not going to argue that. Uh, I think right now they see him more as kind of like a um, an heir apparent to Flores, you know, and almost like a platoon play everywhere utility yeah. guy. Uh, I think you're right. I think he's he projects more as an everyday player. First base is definitely not his spot. He's he's okay there, but um, on their depth list of guys that they have. Uh, he's pretty far down uh, at first base. Among other things, he's just too short. <laughs> um, and, but he's fine at second. Uh, you know, you can DH different guys. Uh, talking about Peterson, you know, maybe you have to choose between Longoria or Peterson um, if you're talking about a spot on the roster for an older guy who might DH a lot. Uh, I, I love Longoria. I, you know, I know that. I think he's still, I when he's healthy, I think he is still a very good, very productive player. And uh, to me, he was the most impressive team leader I saw all year. Now, how much, how far does that go for a team that really disappointed? Maybe, maybe not that far. But he was the one guy that I saw was really willing to step up and and be vocal when it when it was needed. He was and pretty strongly. And Alex Wood, I would put in that category also. But um, Longoria has really impressed me. And man, he, the guy still has amazing defensive skill, and he's a better third baseman than David Villar is. Yes. No, I love him. I, I think he's an outstanding player. I wish we could have seen him when he played 150 games. Uh, well, you did. You saw him when he was at Tampa Bay. What was oh, he like man. then? Man, he, I mean, just you, you knew every time you saw Tampa that he was going to be the guy that, you know, whatever team was going to try to, you know, stop because he was just he was a force uh, offensively and defensively, a really special player uh, and smart, too. You know, he's a guy that makes the right play all the time, does all the little things, uh, very perfect, just ultra, ultra professional guy in, in every way. So um, I've always I've always loved watching him. He's super fun to cover and very smart. He's a guy who probably wouldn't stay in the game just based on career earnings, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, and young family. But he is somebody I think could step right into a manager's job and be absolutely brilliant at it anytime he wants because he's so thoughtful and, and knows the game so well. But um, And I don't often say that about non-catchers. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's an absolute treat, and I do hope he's back. I, I'm not convinced he will be. All right, I'm not going to ask you about Stephen Vogt and where he's going to manage next oh, year. I, I'm God. not asking. I'm not asking. We'll, we'll save that Whoever one. Whoever wants them. <laughs> highest okay. bidder, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott Harris off to Detroit to be president of baseball operations. Did that surprise you? And what is the ripple effect for the Giants? Well, where do they go here to, to fill that spot? You know, it's it, – uh, it didn't actually surprise me. You know, the Buster Posey thing kind of it kind of re- reacted the same to both of them. Like, oh, well, you know, that actually does make a lot of sense. He's one of the bright young minds in the game. I think he'll really work pretty seamlessly with A.J. Hinch, who, you know, I, I know very well. Um, he's easy to get along with. He's brilliant. I, th- I think that's a, a very nice hire for a franchise that's willing to spend money and has some pretty good young players and might be, might be sort of on the rise. Uh, the Buster Posey thing, sort of same thing. I went like, wow, I hadn't considered that. But when you think about it, it makes absolutely all the sense in the world. And it's really a nice move on everyone's part, you know. 
that is a win-win all the way around for me. All right. So do they go into the nerd network and uh, bring another young guy in to be the general manager? Where, where does Farhan go with this? Well, another, you know, um, bef- the, the year before they hired Scott Harris, when Farhan decided right. to just kind of go without one, they, they did talk very seriously to Billy Owens, who you, know, and I, you and I both know uh, very well. He, you know, I don't know if he's their choice, if maybe they go with somebody with less of a sort of scouting background and more of a numbers background. They've got a zillion numbers, people. A zillion of them. I mean, they are. They have as many analysts and as many uh, people steeped in advanced metrics as anybody. Uh, I don't think there's a downside to having an, a GM who uh, is more of a scout guy, but certainly still knows the numbers. Uh, but also, uh, I mean, he has got an encyclopedic memory of every mm-hmm. player, every player, and nobody is more enthusiastic about the sport than Billy Owens. And for a team like the Giants right now, uh, an like, extreme enthusiasm of somebody like Billy Owens, I think, would be fantastic. Plus, he's a NorCal guy. And look, you know, Farhan's last hire, Scott Harris, is from Roadwood City. He, he loves hiring local guys, which is fantastic. Uh, and, and Billy Owens, local, local, local. They work together. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's incredibly easy to work with, a wonderful person. So uh, I could see that happening, but I'm sure they're casting a wide net. Um, and uh, whoever whoever winds up with that job, uh, I think they'll do a very nice job because they, they certainly do an excellent job of vetting from what we've seen. Boy, I agree with you 100%. Billy Owens, the best evaluator I've ever talked to oh, in baseball. You sit at a game, really, a, a fall league game with him or any game, and you say, well, what about that guy in, uh, you know, in uh, A-ball in, uh, in Tampa or Palatka? And he'll tell, you, he'll tell you exactly who the person is and, and their strengths and weaknesses. So, yeah, I'm a Billy Owens fan, too. I am. I, I would love to see that. All right, one uh, more question for you. First, I want to thank you always for coming on. It's been great to have you on. I love talking ball with you. Um, which story tugs at your heart a little more, Pujols 700 or Aaron Judge maybe 61 more? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. They're both great. My goodness, what a fabulous end to the season to see both of these things going on. But the Pujols thing, you know, he looked so done for a few years. You know, it was painful kind of watching him, it's especially, you know, anytime he had to do to run at all. And This is, you know, Look, the guy was already a Hall of Famer, but this cements it. I love him immediately going over and hugging Beltre. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> he didn't pretty, touch him. You know. He didn't rub his head, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough call because these are both really magnificent performances and absolutely wonderful. Uh, but I, I've got a good pool hall, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the, the pool story, and it happened in Hollywood, you know, in L.A. Mm. And who would have thought, I mean, going into this season, you know something, frankly, he's a force as a left, you know, against left-handed pitching. He's, he's like one of the best in baseball. I'd bring him back. <laughs> yeah, maybe he will. Who knows? You know, why, why quit at this point if, you, you know, if you can do that to left-handed pitching? Uh, San Diego, this, this Milwaukee. is pretty good. San Diego, Milwaukee, Philly, who sits down in the musical chairs? Uh, I'm glad you asked because I was just thinking about that today. Um, I, You know, I, I, San Diego obviously looks like they're playing better since Bob Melvin had his um, very uh, pointed comments. Um, so I, I think they're definitely in. I liked Milwaukee uh, a lot, and I'm not sure I believe in Philly, so I would say Milwaukee, but 
Philadelphia's in the driver's seat right now. Um, you know, they've got a history of kind of letdowns, uh, whereas Milwaukee's been you know, so pretty consistent here um, in making the postseason. But uh, tough to call. I'm going to go Milwaukee, but just slightly. Okay. All right. They get Freddie Peralta back. We'll see what he's got. You saw him yeah. when they took him out of the game uh, in Milwaukee. And Lauer pitched yesterday, two and two-thirds, and he was gone. They, they still got some pitching questions for me. But this is going to be good. Eleven games to go, and, uh, you know, there's three teams. And, look, maybe the Giants will win them all. Who knows what could happen. And and the American League, too, you know. Yeah, I had Rick uh, Riz on. Rick is going to be on with us later. How about the Seattle story? That's a great story. That might be one of my favorite stories in baseball this year. So, yeah, keeping a very close eye on that. It's 2001's the last time they've been in the postseason. Okay, third wild card spot, sure. But they will Amazing. take it up in Seattle, man. Good baseball. No, it's good baseball, and I'm glad that we could, you know, jump around on the Giants and see where they are. But uh, it's good to end on a happy note, and the Giants are trying to do that. And they're very well prepared. I saw that yesterday. You know, they're playing like it's the middle of the season. There's no letdown here, I'll tell you that. No, it's been fun. You know, they're giving us nice storylines to, to follow, and it could have been pretty grim, i got to say. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, Susan, thanks so much. We'll see you later. Fantastic. Thanks, Marty. As always. All right, that's a pleasure. Susan Slesser of the Chronicle. All right, Bill is up next. Carlos Ramirez is going to join us, NBC Sports Bay Area. Good story coming up right here on the Sports Leader.